Hey there, I'm Tiffany Youngren, owner of Omage Agency, and welcome to Breakaway Agent. In a world full of real estate pros struggling to get ahead, there are a few who emerge and become wildly successful. If you are or are working to become one of these breakaway agents, then this show is for you. Thank you so much for listening. Even if you get one thing out of this episode that helps your business grow, that is a huge win. Hopefully, you'll get a few nuggets to help you move forward. Today, I am so excited to welcome Lourdes Alatriste, partner and private office advisor of Ingle and Volkers, Miami. Lourdes has been working in the luxury real estate market for 10 years. Her first big sale was to Chris Bosch the summer before he began playing for the Miami Heat. Since then, she has represented high-profile sellers and buyers from the United States as well as abroad. In 2019, she had over 90 million in sales. Her work ethic is simple, knowledge is power, and in order to be the best, you have to work harder than everyone else. What sets her apart from the rest? Well, she gives her clients service, and it's personalized service, and she is always available to them. Uh, Lourdes, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Well, thank you for having me. It's an honor. Oh, very good. Awesome. Well, how about if we just start out, you um, just share a little bit about yourself and um, what you do and what's kind of gotten you to where you're at right now. Well, um, I live in Miami, Florida. I've had my license for many years, but I was in the title industry before. Even though I like the title industry because you have knowledge of what entails in the real estate, I still figure that, you know, the title business is a little bit more every day the same thing. While the real estate business, every day you learn something new, you see beautiful houses, you see different ways of helping. And it's another, it's another uh, facet to, you know, real estate. Very cool. That's awesome. And um, so you work kind of, from what I've um, read and, and heard, you work with kind of a special clientele. Is that, is that true? Like, who, what is your niche? Like, who are the people that you typically work with day to day? Like I mentioned to you, when I started in um, the uh, real estate, I wanted to do, first of all, like I mentioned, I was in the title. And a friend of mine came and said to me, Lourdes, I want you to meet this company that's coming into Florida, which was England Bokers. You're going to love them. They're elegant. They're beautiful. They have class. They have knowledge. It's a very clean line. And I think you're going to love it. I went and I met with the people and those people that I met were incredible. They were Germans. The originally, the company is originally from Germany, but they were very structural. They were, had a lot of knowledge and they seemed to be exactly what I was looking for. With that said, I started, I signed up right away. I was a week with them and then I signed up and I started, you know, I said, I have something that nobody else has. I have a brand and an international brand. With that, I went and I started seeing, okay, what market do I want? First, I want to know everything. I want to know all the areas. I want to know what is that I'm going to love the most because I do believe that you have to love it. I think if you have a passion in something, you do it. Never do anything for the money. Of course, the money is going to come. Do it because you love it and then you're never going to have to work a day in your life. I, that, I, I'm sorry, I, I missed, you know, I don't remember who said that, but that's so true. It is so true. And um, I started with them. They gave me everything that I loved, the, you know, the background, the, the class, the knowledge, the international. And I, um, I have very good friends. And a friend of mine introduced me to somebody that was selling their home in North Bay Road. Unfortunately, it was at the, down, at the downhill, 
in 2010 when the market was going down and um, it was a little bit hard. So then they introduced me to her and I said, finally, what can I do? What, who can I bring? I went to the house. The house was brand new. The house was absolutely gorgeous. It was modern. And they went ahead and um, the lady was a little bit, the owner was a little bit very um, knowledgeable here and knew a lot of people and had a lot of real estate friends of theirs. And when um, I met with her, I said to myself, I have to give her something that nobody else is giving her because if not, she's going to give it to some of my competitors that have been here forever. So I said to her, I could sit here and tell you how great I am. However, give me six months of a listing and I'll show you and I'll bring you a buyer. And she did. And we did. And it sold. Very good. That's awesome. That's I love your style. I love how you're just like, I, I could tell you, but I'm just going to show you, you know, I think that's really fantastic. I think actions speak louder than words. And when mm-hmm. you're passionate and you see something, you just have to be like in real estate, you have to have three things, which to me are very important. The passion, the knowledge, and a psychiatrist. <laughs> 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 you have such little time with a person and you have to know what they want. Mm-hmm. And you can't bore them. And if you show them too much, unfortunately, you lose them. And if you show them too little, they don't have knowledge. Right. So it's like a very small, you know, a very thin line between, you know, what you could do so then you could keep their attention, but what you could do that is not over tiring. Right. Because I see these realtors that, you know, get buyers and start showing at nine o'clock in the morning and then end up at five. They show all over and they jump all over. And by the time the, uh, the buyer ends, they're exhausted. Mm, exactly. So like you, you kind of want to make it feel easy for them, but yeah. still give them enough information to be able to make it a good decision. Yeah. And find out where they want to be. Uh, Florida is so huge and Miami is very big. So you just have to see what fits their lifestyle. That's perfect. So do you have a certain type of person that you work with, like a a niche type of client? Or do you, like, how do you? My niche is very high upscale homes. Okay. My niche is people coming from another country. And my niche is for um, people. um, My niche is more for, I, I think it's more knowledgeable to let them know if somebody, depending on what they need but it's high, high, very high upscale homes. Okay. So if someone was entering in as a real estate agent and they're like, that's what I want to do. Like I, I kind of hear you and, and I think someone maybe who loves beautiful things and loves like elegance and um, quality, um, an agent where that type of standard resonates with them. What's, what are a couple things that you would suggest to a person entering, especially like, you know, you had had your license, but you just kind of walked in and went, okay, I'm doing it. You know, what are some things that you think made you successful in attacking that high end market? First, um, I think that is very important. Like I said, from the beginning, to know, in order to set, to be able to sell, you have to know mm. and to be around. I think we sell, when you're selling luxury, you're selling lifestyle. 
you're not only selling a property, you're selling the whole package, you know, the schooling, depending on if it's a first home, if it's a second home, if it's a vacation home, it all depends what type of thing you're selling. If it's a first home, you will need to know if they have schooling, if they need, you know, what are the priorities? Like when I meet somebody, the first thing after I talk to them, I make them feel comfortable. I ask them for three things that they will not, you know, it's not negotiable. Some of that might be water, some of it might be land, some of it might be location. It all depends what they really want. But with that said, from there, that's where, you know, after I know a little bit of what they want is when I go into and I, and I see exactly how to locate that house with the person. And I'm, I'm sorry, you asked me something a little bit ago. Um, ask me another question because I'm, I'm a little bit distracted because there's some people talking behind me. Okay. So I'm getting a little bit distracted and I hate that because I like to focus straight on <laughs> Well, how about this? How about if we start talking about your superpowers? I feel like, ev- I believe that everyone has their own superpowers and, or something that really sets, you know, things that set them apart. <clears throat> and, um, you know, you are a high achiever and, um, uh, and it really, and the fact that you have been able to do, <clears throat> excuse me, that you have been able to do so well really speaks to the fact that you must have really leaned into those things that you're really good at. One of the things that you told us ahead of time that you identified as your superpowers would be your dedication to your clients. Would you elaborate on that? Well, I believe that when you uh, have a client, you have to work for them. You're doing a service. You're not there, you know, I see a lot of realtors and every, you know, everybody works differently, but I feel that if you don't think of them first and you think of yourself first, that's when you lose a lot of it. I think you have to be 100% committed. What that means is if they call you at a certain time, be available. If they want, if you know that their interest is a couple of things, have them there. Like if they ask you for, you know, schooling, have a list of all the schools. If they ask you for hospitals, a lot of people that come to this, you know, that move usually ask for hospitals, airports, and schooling. That's, you know, three of the big things that they ask for. With that said, I think you have to know them to give them a little bit more than everybody else. Be available for them. You know, um, go at night, go in the morning, you know, make them feel comfortable, have, hear them. A lot of times we talk too much, hear them out, understand what their needs are in order for you to provide the service you are required. A lot of times it's just in and out and you like this or you like that. Give them comparables, give them, um, you know, knowledge. I think the most important besides passion is knowledge. Okay. That's awesome. That's very good. And then um, your work. Oh, I'm sorry. What was that? Another thing that is very important is to study the market. If you're selling in a certain area, find out everything about that. Find out who lives next door. Find out what was the last sale, what is selling, what has not. Find that information is very important in that section that you want to sell. You know, and I'm just going to kind of go off script a little bit. I feel like every time I talk to someone who really knows, like, like someone like you, who like really knows about selling and really has, you know, is doing it. Um, when I ask about what's something that sets you apart, almost always dedication to the client comes up and work ethic, which is another one of your superpowers. And I feel like, it, like if I'm, I'm imagining listening to episode after episode, these two things coming up 
every single time. It makes me wonder, is there a problem in the marketplace where there are agents who are not making themselves available to clients or not showing up? They will see the clients, but according to if they have another engagement or they have, um, unfortunately, I know family comes first, but when you're dedicated to a job and you have to see your son's football game, I think it's more important to, you know, yes, you see your football game because you have to have your family, but I think that you cannot say to a client, by the way, I can't do it at this time because you are committed to working. It's just like somebody, you know, an attorney. Oh, no, I can't do a deposition because I have to go to my son's football game. And I see that a lot of people that do real estate, some of them is the second thing that they do, or they take it as, you know, I'll do it, but it's not that committed as you should be. So maybe try to avoid adding more commitments. So like if you have real estate as a commitment and family as a commitment, don't be adding like 10 more things to compete with that time. What's another, like, do you have um, maybe some tips on overcoming that kind of a time conflict? If you, like for someone, let's say they have narrowed it down and they, I mean, even just in real estate, you have multiple clients and, you know, that that's going to come up. Do you have maybe ways that you um, manage those type of time conflicts? Well, one good thing with me is my kids, my um, youngest kids are already in college, so they're not here. So, you know, um, that's a very, it's, I miss them dearly, but that gives me more time to be available. I don't have too many um, 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 things that I do, you know, uh, personal things. My husband's in a, a doctor, but he loves real estate. So he, he um, adds to my passion and he's because he gives me knowledge of another avenue which it, you always want to get different notifications from, diff, I mean, different, hold on just one minute. Okay. Just give me um, one second, please. Um, I think that you always have to give different opinions and different knowledges from different people, not only knowing what has sold or what has not sold or what's in the market, but also talking to different people from different avenues and different areas and different ways that they will teach you or that you learn from them how to do something different. That's one of them. You know, you have talked to a lot of people and all the persons have told you the same thing, passion, dedication, and knowledge. But also besides those things, I think that you have to talk to people, be around, hear them, go see open houses, go see other people, talk to your colleagues, join. Instead of being competing, which we are competitive and I'm very competitive, but also unite and wish them well, but be very careful. And, you know, because you never know where you're going to get information that's going to help you or that's going to give you to another level. I'm going to give you two examples. When I was selling that house to Chris Bosch, um, I knew there was a very upscale client that came in, the owner of Todd's, the brand Todd's, T-O-D-D-S. And he came into the house. He was Italian. And he said to me, Lourdes, I love this house, but where am I going to sit down and read my paper? He wanted more of a homey home. So right there, I said, if this is your typical guy with a family, he's not going to want this. I have to sell this to a, a, a very athlete, very tall because the, you know, the ceilings were so high or an art collector because the, the, you know, the, the walls were so big. With that said, I was looking at the news and all of a sudden I see Wade, Bosch and LeBron just got committed to, um, to uh, the, the, um, the team. I went ahead and I went and I started saying, those are the guys I need to get. 
And I started looking for them. I started finding out who represented them. Uh, at that time, I knew a little bit Chris Riley, which is Pat Riley's wife. And I reached out to her and I said, do you think that you could help me with this um, property? And she said, I'll try, you know, very nice lady. But I knew that, you know, she's not going to sell real estate. Nevertheless, somebody called me and said, Lourdes, I just saw Chris Bosch in the Hamptons. And I said, oh, really? Right away, I knew who he was with. And I called her directly. She's a realtor, mm. a Diane Lieberman. And I called her and I go, Diane, please come and see my property. I think it's perfect for your client. And she said to me, okay, when I come back to Miami, I'll come see it. She came, he fell in love with it, and it was purchased. I mean, you have to, the least person that gives you, if that guy you know, would have told me they're not in Hamptons, I would have not know where to contact her right away before people got her here. It wasn't a thing that she wasn't going to see it. It was that I wanted her to see it before she saw the rest. Yeah. Well, and I think it speaks to not just listening, but being able to connect the dots, you know, like being more holistic about looking at your life and going, you know, how does this fit? You know, how do these pieces fit together? Yeah, it is. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And did you have another example of that that you wanted to bring up or? Another um, um, example I want to give is when a client comes to you and like for one, one of my biggest clients, which I, I really care for a lot, came in, he was coming from New York and he says, Lourdes, I want a beautiful home. And I've heard of Indian Creek. Indian Creek is one of the most expensive sections here. Of course, I was excited. I, I remember it was Easter Sunday. And I said, I'm going, I'm going to get up early. I got up early and I started showing him around. We went to Indian Creek. We went to um, Star Island. We went to all the very, very, very upscale properties in the uh, Miami Beach. And then all of a sudden he goes, no, I don't like this. I don't like, I mean, I like it, but this, and all of a sudden he mentioned that his daughter was going to go to school in a school in the South. And I figured, why is he looking at a house here? I know they're the best, but there's another section in Miami, which the houses are incredible. There is in that same ambience, in the same upscale, but it's not going to be that expensive. Another realtor would have said, no, I'm going to sell him that. I'm going to sell him that. And I said, do you mind coming to the other side and looking at another piece of property? I think you're going to love it. He came, he saw it, and he fell in love with it, and he purchased it. It was only $7 million for the land. Hmm. built a home. And he, of course, I could have sold him a 40, $50 million home. But because I did it and I gave him knowledge, he sent me, he has sent me so many clients Hmm. and that makes up for not selling one at that side. You have to have patience and you have to have a little bit of empathy. And doing the right ones. Yeah. And doing the right thing is always the right thing, right? I mean, (laughs) they'll come back to you if you don't. That's right. That's right. Um, And I really like that you are so committed to growth, um, even as a high-performing agent. Is there anything that um, you kind of struggle with today or any challenges that you you come up to uh, having to address at this point in time when it comes to growing your business? That I need to, um, I think with growing, you need more people because to be able to be committed and to give service, you have, you can't do it. You're not, as much as I want to make believe I'm superwoman and I'm going to do it, you need to have the right um, people that work with you. Right now, I couldn't ask for a better assistant and right hand that I have, Mariana Martinez. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and I'm working with other people that are working with me. I have Alejandra. Maron, that's also working with me. And I have some other people that are working with me that I think will, if I could get a bigger team of the same passion, but you have to have the same thing that you are. You can have, even though they could be a little bit different, but at the end, they have to have those three things for me, the passion, the knowledge, 
and give them the service. Mm-hmm. Well, it's cool because it's like you've really well established. It, it sounds to me like a, a list of values. And usually, as a leader, if you're able to put together like vision and values, you're, you'll attract people that you know. It's like that's your true north. You know, that's where you're headed, and you're able to bring those people in who are kind of who are want to go in the same direction towards those yeah. things. Yeah, and and if they don't, then you can work with them because you really have to have that. Um, there's so much things that we have to do that if I have to look back to think that somebody is not doing what I really want and it doesn't work for me, I'd rather do it myself. That's why even though you have people that work with you, I still want to see everything, double check it. There's always a little loophole that might not be seen and that loophole might create a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And do you find that you're still learning in this oh, industry? Yes, every day. You know, I sit down and go, okay, what did I do that I could do better? Or what can I do to improve it to another level? Or hear people, my biggest critic and my biggest fan, I think, is my husband. And he'll teach me, he'll go, Lourdes, do this, do that. It's very important to learn. I think I'll never stop learning. And I, and I think it's a very important part of our business not to stop learning. That's awesome. Because well, there's and always that, new technology. There's yeah. always something new coming up. <laughs> you know, it's funny too, because my daughter is an agent in LA and she's like, you know, 22. So she's really, you know, she's really young and she's doing her first deal right now. Oh, you kidding? No. And she was like, you know, mama, um, you know, right in the middle of this deal. And she told me kind of one aspect of it. And she's like, and my husband and I were in real estate for 15 years and her grandpa, she's like the fourth generation real estate agent. So, so she's like, mama, you know, this is what's going on. And everybody's telling me that that's really unusual. And I was like, honey, you know, every deal is unusual. Like, you know, so I think, yes, technology is different, but it just seems like there's just, con- just, you know, you always know the really great agents when you know, like, I only know that there's like this whole field of things that I don't know yet, you know. Let me ask you something. What company is your, your daughter with? She actually, she started with Keller Williams and she ended up, um, I actually did an interview with a boutique uh, owner and okay. um, I fell in love with her. <laughs> and um, and my daughter, um, I went to LA. A lot of times when I make a really strong connection with someone I interview, I like to travel. I live in Billings, Montana and I love the sun and I love the ocean. And so I like to leave (laughs) quite honestly. And so, um, but you know, we go to LA quite often. And so one of the agents that I interviewed, I had gone, I was like, I have to meet this, this person. And, you know, I have to meet her in person. And so I brought my daughter with me. I was like, I really want you to, because I knew my daughter was struggling at the, where she was at. And she grew up in an entrepreneurial home. And she and I, since she was little, have worked together on things like, you know, she was Miss Montana teen and I helped with her PR. So like, we've always just worked side, you know, she's just a sponge. And so I just love her. And I wanted her, and I knew she was struggling where she was at. I mean, she's in Hollywood and, you know, so there's this whole element of, I mean, it's cool and she's beautiful, but she's nice and she's, you know, she's down home. So everybody loves her, right? They call her Montana. Mm -hmm. And, um, but yet, um, the, anyway, it was a good situation. However, it didn't fit like what, how she is used to, like, it didn't fit the business culture that she was trained up in. And so when I met this agent and broker owner, I was like, you have to meet this, this person, Miranda, because you're, you're going to get it. You're going to see, like, you can be successful. You know, it's kind of like, 
Yeah, it's kind of like when your kid has a baseball coach who's a jerk, but they can pull all the good talent and somehow pull together a top team. And you're like, but they still are crap coaches. Like they're they're not coaching a human. They're just like making it, you're forcing it to happen. I feel like that's true in every aspect of life. And in this situation, I feel like her former situation, it was like the crap coach that just pulls together all the really good talent and... I don't know. And then now she's not really a crop coach. Like her, I love her broker. So I shouldn't have even probably used that example, but it just was a different situation. And then now she's like, it's like a whole person um, training her up to be a good agent, yet they're still successful and high end. And so anyway, that was a very long story for a simple but question. You know but what? it's a very good story because not because they, you might like somebody as a personal, but that person might not have the items or the requirements that you need to grow. Well, and it goes, it speaks to your values. You yes. know, it speaks to what you just said. If if your values are not in alignment, whether you are the person leading or you're the person following, it's going to turn into chaos. Like it, no one's going to like it. Everyone's going to be unhappy. Mm-hmm. And as much as I think, you know, this is, um, as much as I think that like, especially young people, I think run into this a lot or someone who's maybe not confident and new in an industry, they're so eager to get in with someone that they'll tell them anything. And it's like, you know, you're really better off just being honest yeah. that you don't agree and then part ways because everyone's going to be unhappy. So like right. those values you were speaking to, it's like, not only does it not work for you, if you bring someone in who doesn't share those, but it doesn't work for that person either because they're... Yes. There may be like, I just want to make money. And you're like bugging me with all this like happiness and, and love and, and stuff. <laughs> and it's not happiness and love is um, devotion. Correct. It's knowledge. And you know, I, everybody wants to make money. Don't you think I wanted to buy for that my client to buy that $40, $50 million home versus an $8 million? Of course. But you know what? At the end, I gave everything that I wanted happen. He had a house that he loves he won't give it up for anything. He's happy. He knows the type of this, the type of person that I am, and what I can give to the client when he sends me and refers me clients. Mm. And it's awesome. And I and like you said, it turns it into something that's enjoyable versus it's something conflict. that is just you know for the money. Yeah. And of course, we want to make money. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Money talks. Yeah, and, otherwise, we would all just sit and pet puppies all day as a volunteer. <laughs> That's right. Well, yeah. what's something, as you look back when you started, what's something that you would tell your rookie self today? I would say study the market. Mm-hmm. Study the market. Know it. Don't talk. Let, them, let the real people talk. Write notes. I believe a lot in writing. I believe in a write of thoughts. You put them down and go back to it. I believe in having um, um, a board with all the houses you want to sell. And I believe to work out in front of them because mm-hmm. when you work, I have a Peloton. Oh, okay. Yeah. I have it in my office, in my house. And I put the Peloton and I have uh, my board with all the houses I have to sell and all the clients, the buyers or the sellers or so forth. And while I'm working in my Peloton, I'm looking at it. I'm saying, okay, that one I have to call that one. I don't have to call on my own. You need alone time. Mm-hmm. And then I finish and when I finish, then that's when, you know, one step at a time, I do everything that I'm supposed to do. Oh, very good. I love that. I love that. Well, um, that's so funny because I was at, I, my next question was, if you have any ritual or rituals that you have that really set you up for daily success, and that definitely sounds like one. Do you yeah. have any others that you feel really add to your... I believe in, in uh, meditation. Okay. I believe in meditating a little bit. You know, when you're going 100 miles an hour, it's so hard to meditate. But if the first thing you do in the morning that you wake up, close your eyes, 
and just breathe. I believe in breathing. I believe in meditation. I believe in thinking good and not creating any um, um, anxiety or any, oh, this house is not selling. No, something's going to happen. Controlling your, your fears. Because once you let those fears eat you, things will go another way. And if you just think positive, I know that that's a cliche. Oh, no, you have to think. No, you have to be. You have to, you have to be very assertive. Well, and I've heard too, uh, fear can't live where gratitude is. I agree 100% and be gratitude and have a lot of, and be thankful. Be mm-hmm. thankful. I'm thankful to my husband that allows me to put so much time into something that I love. I'm thankful to my assistant that helps me, you know, gives me ideas and creates things. I'm helpful for the people I work with because Ingle Invokers is an incredible brand. Like you said, you know, if you're not fitted, if you're not in the right brand, get out and go to the one that fits you. Mm-hmm. I believe in international. I believe in knowledge. I believe in service. And I think Inkle and Bokers has the, those things that I require. Hmm. That's awesome. Okay. I'm going to get a little more technical. I have what I call rapid fire. Okay. So um, I'm, I'm always very curious on you know, tools and coaching and things like that. Um, and so I'm going to say something and then you tell me either the tool or the name or whatever is the appropriate answer. Um, okay. And then if, if I come up to anything that you don't want to answer, you can just say pass. Okay. You ready? Yes. Okay. Time blocking. Um, gossip. What? You say time blocking? What do you mean? Yeah. Like what tool, what did you, like, um, <laughs> I'm really curious what you said. What, to, do you have a tool or anything that you use for time blocking? No. Okay. I, I, do you I time block? No. Oh, Okay. Okay. Time block means that you set a time a time to do certain things? Correct. Okay, no. I just get up and depending on my area, I want to do it. That's one thing that I haven't done. Okay, okay, cool. So it's, it's kind of on the to-do list. Um, okay, favorite technology? Um, favorite technology is um, news, you know, the phone. The, every time that I get um, um, all those um, um, magazines that have, you know, this one sold or that one, I think it's very oh, good yeah. that we have news, the MLS, which g- gives us, you know, data on the properties yeah. that are being, uh, you know, sold, the properties that are not being sold and so forth. That's awesome. Uh, CRM, do you have a CRM that you use? No. Okay. <laughs> and um, sales pipeline management. Um, I have, like I told you, a uh, um, uh, big... Um, oh, the board. The board. Yeah. I put there all my buyers. I put there all my sellers. I put the houses that they want. I see what's available. I do everything manually when it comes to that. Okay. I, I believe that vision and writing is very important. And I like to write it because when you write something, you remember it even more. Correct. That's awesome. That's really cool. Um, favorite book? I love anything that Tom B.U., are you familiar with him? No. Tom B.U., I met him in California in one of our Ingle and Boker's private office events. And anything that he puts out, I love. Okay. I in, you know, I believe in the power of the mind. I believe in, in, in um, um, doing right and it comes back to you, but at the same time, creating it. Because mm. you can't just sit for it to come. I think you have to make it an effort one way or the other. That's awesome. We'll have to look them up. Yes. So uh, do you have a mentor? 
that you've had? It doesn't necessarily have to be someone in real estate, but just someone that's kind of guided you in. My father. Okay. Awesome. And real estate teacher or coach? Uh, I think um, the real estate, not teacher, but there was a realtor here many years ago who was to me one of the most show persons I've ever met. His name was Carlos Justo. I don't okay. know if you've heard of him. Uh-uh. He was a showman, but he had knowledge as well. Unfortunately, things didn't go his way. He lost his company and things happened. But he was the one that opened my eyes to a lot of things. I met him many years ago when I had the title company. And he was one of the persons that I saw um, that had that knowledge that I liked. Oh, very good. Very good. What's an underrated resource in your industry, do you feel? The MLS. MLS. I agree. You said MLS earlier. And I was like, you know, I almost get my license about every three months. I'm always like, I should really get my license, but I never want to feel like I'm competing with my clients. So not. I know, I know. And then on the other hand, I'm like, I might just just refer it out or something, but that data, I I would do it just for the data. Like I just, it, it, I think I agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, And uh, how about your favorite training resource? I think Tom B. John, the guy that okay. I told you, I think he's okay. great. I think he picked, I learned a lot from him. I learned, you know, exactly what you said, time frame. Like he, he was the one that told me, get up in the morning, be thankful. Do not get the phone. Do not start answering calls. Get on your Peloton. Do workout. Do yoga. Whatever turns you on or whatever makes you happy because you have to release all that tense. Mm-hmm. Then block out time from 10 to 1 or from 9 to 12 on getting back to everything, everybody that called you, everybody that emailed you, everybody that texts you, and then start having your meetings. But then, unfortunately, real estate is not like that. If somebody calls me at nine o'clock, I fly out of the house and I forget to do my Peloton, I forget to do this, I forget to do that. (laughs) So it's, you know, I try to have a routine, but at the end, the client comes first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Well, Lourdes, is there anything that I haven't asked that I should have maybe? Is there anything else you want to share? that you feel would help other agents um, trying to kind of level up? The important thing that you, uh, I could share to another agent is love what you do, be yourself, don't copy anybody. Make of whatever you're going to be yours. Get ideas from everybody. Put all those ideas that you like into one of yourself. Nobody could duplicate another person. You could only be yourself. Be the best of yourself. Mm-hmm. And that is what you like. Only because I'm telling you that I, I do this Maybe that's not what you like, but get something that I like and do it to your likings. I believe that you, you know, people that try to um, duplicate somebody or try to be like somebody, maybe it doesn't work for them. Mm -hmm. Everybody is different, but at the same time, everybody could be their own and be the best. Yeah, that's awesome. That's very good. Okay, my last question is, I I always say it's my favorite, it really is my favorite question. Um, I am a huge foodie, right? I love um, really good food. It's my favorite way to entertain, you know, my husband and I, that's our favorite date night and way to spend time with family. And so at any pod, at every podcast I've ever done, I always end with this. What is your favorite dish and where do you get it? My favorite dish is the yogurt with, uh, with, um, with um, honey. And I get it at Milos, my favorite Milos. restaurant here. Okay. Milos. Yeah. Is yogurt, Greek yogurt with honey and almonds. 
Okay, very good. I love it. I love uh-huh. it. It's one of my, and I know it's not a dish of di- dinner. I like um, fish. I love fish much more than meat. So, but that's my favorite restaurant. Okay. That, no, that's awesome. That's that's great. Well, very good. Well, Lourdes, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you for having me. I love to talk to you and I love the time that we spent together. Oh, good. Me too. And I also think that you've really given some good takeaways as well. And um, your passion really shows through. And I think that a lot of times top agents have a really specific way of doing things. And I like how yours is a little more fluid. Like you have your main way of doing things. You're kind of guiding light. But I feel like the rest of it's kind of more fluid and taking kind of into account the big picture. So I really appreciate it. And I think that, you know, if you're a real estate agent out there listening, I just, I feel like it's good to see a way that maybe will resonate with other types of real estate agents. You know what I mean? Like, cause some will yes. come in and they're just like this, da, 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 da. and you're more like, okay, look, you know, be a human and like get out there and you know, do it. Yeah. So and I do pre- it. I mean, it's very important. I think that um, I want to be the best at what I do. Because if you're going to do, I always have this analogy. If I'm going to do plastic surgery, I'm going to go to the best. I'm not just going to go to my friend because she's nice and because she's sweet. I'm going to go to the best plastic surgeon because I want it to come out good. Mm-hmm. And I think that whatever you're getting, you should be the best. So they could come to you for who you are. Not because you're a friend or because some, you know, any other Obligation. reason. Yeah. Obligation. Yeah, exactly. Well, awesome. Well, thank you, Lourdes. And thank you, everyone who's listening. Um, You are so important to us. So be sure to comment. Let us know that you're out there and give us any feedback that you might have. I also want to give a huge shout out to the OMH production team. Um, Thanks to Alex, who does post-production audio, and to Taylor, who is also nicely listening on this call, making sure that if I click a wrong button at the wrong time that she's right there to help me out. So I appreciate you, Taylor. And remember the best is yet to come.